this week on Erotic Awakening. X stands for Generation X. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as simply fun kink. You'll find topics on these shows and more on Erotic... You screwed up your line. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcastnetwork.com. You can now purchase books by Dan and Don as well as Kickstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to Buy Dan and Don. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Well, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> Did you get excited because we both were saying the same line? <laughs> I don't know what's happened there, but we got through it. We it's got through like our we, intro. It's not like we practice these things beforehand. We just throw in new ideas. <laughs> I, know, I just I came up with this 10 minutes ago. I'm like, what is this? Oh, cool. <laughs> so today on the podcast, uh, other than that, we are going to be talking about, uh, it is the letter X on our kink A to Z, and we are going to kind of punt a tiny bit. We're going to talk about what it's like. So recently, somebody had reached out to us and okay. said, I had no clue that you were really so old. I thought you were much younger. <laughs> and we're going to talk, uh, in general, the topic, we, the X stands for Generation X, which I didn't know if you knew, we are part of the Generation X. Oh, I was going to ask you, what's the Generation X? I've heard of a Generation X and Y and the Millennials and... All that type of stuff. Well, so. according to the, the Wikipedia, uh, we are indeed part of Generation X, uh, part of the post-Western World War II baby boom, but anywhere from people born in, their early, in the early 60s to the early 80s, and we do. Oh, we do fit in that, because I'm kind of almost to the late 60s. You're in the mid-60s, aren't you? Prior Being to... Born. Being born. Being born, not age. Being born. Christ. Well, enough that I'm 50. No, being born, the year. So the baby boomers, yes, mid-60s. We'll just say mid-60s. Because the baby boomers ended in 65? They are the generation that was born following World War II, generally from the early 1940s to the early 1960s. Right. So because I think my ex-husband is just slightly older than you, and I think he is actually like the last year of the baby boomers. So The baby boom has been described as a pig in a python. What? <laughs> I, I just choked know. on my tea on that and one. We are followed by the good old millennials, which is, as you mentioned, Generation Y. Okay. Uh, although this is not true for post '80s China, which we don't really. No, care we about. don't really fit no. in that. So. So um, interestingly, so there are some things that are interesting. So as we mentioned, you are a not 50 year old female person, and I am a 50 year old. Male. I'm rearing up on 50, but now i got a couple years to go. Do you believe that kink has kept us young? I'm starting to think so, because I'm, I'm hearing it more and more. And think about Gar from Gar's Ropes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he's not spry, but he's not supposed to be at his age. No. Totally took me by surprise. Mid-70s. How old he really is. He is almost 80 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. And still in the dungeon, getting tied up. And still in the dungeon. So, takes him a little bit to get there with mm-hmm. his knees. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he'll be the first to tell you his knees are not so great. But, um, yeah, still living it up. So, I'm starting to think, yeah, I think it has something to do with it. Maybe it just has to do with living your authentic life, though. And kink just happens to be our authentic life. No, see, I seem to think uh, that it's more along those lines, that by living your authentic life, you're mm-hmm. a little less pissed off at the world. And I believe, personally... That leads you to being younger in mind, in the way you act, and even physically. I think that if you take care of yourself just a little bit, mm-hmm. it translates there as well. If you think about the people that are of our age or older, right. that you still seem to be surprising what their age is. It is people that are smiling. It is people that are generally happy. People mm-hmm. that are generally reaching out and being their trying to be their authentic selves. Right, though, but I do also agree with you with the um, keeping yourself in shape or at least working on it, too, because some of the people that surprise me are those that do yoga. Absolutely. They look a lot younger than, than what I find them out to be. So so I think I think it is a combination of all of that. I mean, you and I, right now, exercise is not my top priority, but it is definitely part of my focus 
you know, it needs to become part of my priority. I have a 5K to run in two weeks and a four-miler in four weeks. But, um, you know, just the fact that I can do that kind of stuff, I'm much happier. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I'm living a power exchange life, which fulfills me, much happier. The fact that, you know, doing sacred sexuality, very fulfilling, much happier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talked about last week, I think, how we had that close call with the car. Yeah. Going to GLLA, what would we change? And basically, I said I would probably spend a little more time with the granddaughter. Which we, we did, did that yesterday. Right. right, right. So we got to do that. So just that slight awareness. But otherwise, you know, right now we're just eating the orange. And that's absolutely part of it. And that's something that Paige from the Pagist blog, I think that's the name of the blog. I'll look that up, Paige, if I'm wrong. Uh, had mentioned that eating the orange partly is part of the, one of the things that keeps you young. So let me ask you some Generation X kink-related questions. Okay. Oh, Generation X kink-related. Yes. Mm, let's get a little naughty. Well, uh, not necessarily, but it's just more no? along the lines of how Generation X people think. Okay. And we're, by Generation X, I'm, I'm actually speaking for the entire Generation X by just you and me on this microphone, apparently. But, oh, okay. Uh, do you play, Dawn, in Dawn, the dungeon? Do I play in the dungeon? Yes. Absolutely. Do you play with youngsters? And in this case, by youngsters, you can define that however you want. We're going to, obviously, we're not talking, we're talking of the age that you can go to a dungeon. Right. At least as a minimum. Okay. Well, I'm going to call youngsters anybody under 30. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, I have. So, and actually. Mm-hmm. Anyone I know? Uh-huh. I hope so. I was yeah. I there? Yeah, but you know what? Actually, we didn't oh. play in the dungeon, but we did date a little yeah, bit yeah, and I know play you're talking at about. the house. Yeah, yeah. So, as a matter of fact, I told him that I'd never been um, suspended before with rope. Mm-hmm. And he said he would love to do that with me, but would rather me do it with someone more, a little more qualified than him mm-hmm. first. And then if I found if I liked it, he would go ahead and do it. So, yeah. So, but that's one. That's the only person mm-hmm. I can say that I've played with that's under 30. Though the boyfriend was in the mid-30s okay. from a couple years ago. I think he's, would he be a millennial? I don't. Yes, sure. Why not? Okay. So in general, though, when people, uh, and you have a lot of people that are younger reaching out to you via the FetLife and okay, Cupid, you get a fair number of I cougar do. hunters. I do get a fair number of cougar hunters. Not particularly interested in anybody. This, this person was an exception because my oldest son is 29. Yes. And that age range just doesn't do anything for me. So I usually play with people my own age. So what is it, though? Is it because that's their age or because there's something about because of the age of your son? Part of it's the age of the son. I mean, you know, when I think about it, part of it is that we don't have a lot in common mm-hmm. is what it seems like. Yeah. So um, we have had a female in our life that was younger as well. Mm-hmm. And when her, <laughs> when her phone thing went off or her text thing went off and it was the Power Ranger thing, I'm like, oh, I recognize that sound. Oh, it's the Power Ranger. Yes. Whatever. And my kids used to listen to that. And, yeah, why would you have that on your phone? Oh, that's right, because you're in your 20s. You know, so that sort of thing. So we don't have a lot to talk about. It, it has to take somebody that's got an interest in what I'm interested in sure. to be able to talk because I don't talk pop culture. If you don't know stuff about the 80s, <laughs> but, I don't have much to talk about with pop culture. And is all that stuff related to getting back to playing with somebody? <sighs> See, I would say that it is yeah. because you and I are of the mind that we like to have some kind of a spark with the person. Yeah. Something more than just the physical, uh, you want to be beaten and I want to beat you. Right. Um, so there is for us... Before we pick people to play within the dungeon, in general, there is some desire for there to be some kind of a connection. Mm-hmm. And it can be challenging if there's a, that much of an ed, uh, age gap, right? Uh, like you said, you and I don't do pop culture. Right. So anything that they want to talk about that's, um, you know, modern culture stuff is like, well, we don't care. Right. Um, modern music. I know nothing about uh, some movies, if it's comic book related movies or like the martian or mm-hmm. something like that but even then we'd probably see differently and the conversation can be interesting but i don't know yeah it's really funny to um think about uh how much it impresses your libido to have at least for us to have somebody that so for example i remember um 
the uh, the boys in their mid twenties were like they were playing a game, a Tony Hawk game, on the PlayStation Two, and a Judas Priest song came up. Oh yeah! And they're like, "Oh, classic rock." I'm like, "This isn't classic rock. This is just rock." Right. They're like, no, no, this is old rock. <laughs> it's good, but it's classic rock. Uh, and that was just interesting to say. Well, wait, what happened there? Right. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, right? Slave Gem was in our life for a year. Mm-hmm. It was not a play-based relationship. It was very much a um, it was a master-slave relationship. But you're right. There were you know there was times where the three of us went to go do something together. It's like clear how much of a difference in in our perspectives of the world and our taste in things were. Mm-hmm. Now it can get interesting because there are different viewpoints. Absolutely. I mean, I'm very, I'm very, gosh, I guess I'm sapiosexual. Mm-hmm. I love a good conversation where I don't have to prove a point. I can just talk things, and the other person is not trying to prove a point. We're just talking and sharing opinions, even if they're different. You know, I really like that and get off on that. And it's it's just kind of hard to do if you're coming at it from viewpoints where you you really just don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't know what it's like. To, to be a person that's under 40 in this day and age, I guess, you know? We had black and white TV when we were growing up, yeah. you know? So to talk to someone that has no concept about that, you know, maybe I'm just weird, but no. I, I like the connection, and I like there to be things, be, be things that connect. But um, it did pop into my head that as a Kaddishdu... I might be able to go younger if sure. I was helping somebody but out. But that's a but different, yeah. Yeah, that's a different sort of connection. Mm-hmm. That's so, providing service, and providing right. service is a different age than a building relationship or Right, something. right. Now, on the, on the uh, FetLife, uh, when asked this question, people responded, uh, they don't care, they do care. It's very similar answers to what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody who has a master who's 14 years younger than her. Wow. And uh, somebody else who has a submissive that was 25 years their junior, right? And you do see, um, nowadays, it's not uncommon to go to events and see people with uh, daddy-little-girl relationships where there is a large age gap. Right. It is more unusual to see the submissive with a master that is significantly younger than them. Right. Uh, Not good, bad, right, wrong, but Mm -hmm. it's unusual to see that. It's unusual. All right. Next question. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm watching you. Scroll. Do you play music videos nowadays? Do, do you I watch play music, music videos? videos? Yeah. I do sometimes. I shouldn't admit to it. At work, I watch them on YouTube. Used to be the thing. Used to be the major thing. Oh my God, MTV had just come out, and mm-hmm. we used VH1 to watch VH1. We used to watch VH1 and a little bit of MTV, mostly VH1. On Saturday night and play that Risk a game that's right there on that shelf behind you. So, but that's how we used to spend our evenings. That's not really kink related. No, but uh, but no. I do watch them sometimes now. Mm-hmm. But it's the old late seventies solid gold videos, right? Or um, oh, what was uh, Dick Clark's Bandstand, American Bandstand? American Bandstand. I'll watch some of those that are on there, and then I watch the old Queen. So Queen and Van Halen from the 80s. You know, what's funny is recently we were asked, we were at a uh, particular meeting thing, and uh, it actually was the Buddhist Sangha, and the mm-hmm. icebreaker question, what's the modern convenience you can live without? Do you remember what you answered? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said flushing toilets. Which is a good one. But um, somebody in front of me said the internet. And I was going to say the internet. And then I realized I actually lived without the internet for... 25 years at least, if not 30. Right. Now, when you and I first got started in the lifestyle, um, and I was thinking about this because on our Erotic Awakening Podcast Network, um, Mistress Simone the, from the Femdom Podcast just put out a podcast about the um, luxury of the internet. Right. You and I, when we first got started in the lifestyle, we did it. The internet was already out there. It was. We found the very first bit. munch in our area, Moral Munch. I believe we found them via um, the Yahoo groups. I think so. IRC was already a thing. You found your first connection via IRC, not IRC, via... I think it was IRC. With um, 
That led you to go to that play party before I got involved. Was that IRC? Yep, okay, so IRC. that was a, and for the people that don't know, that's a, um, just an internet. Uh, I miss it. Internet relay chat is yeah, what I call it. I actually miss it. You create instant rooms and there's all kinds of people. And like if you type in, if you, if you make an Ohio BBW room, mm-hmm. other people can search for Ohio or BBW and poof, there's your room. And sometimes we all had the same people in there. Yep. And it was really great. Yeah, that's how I, I found the the scene around here. And that was based one of those rooms was what created one of those very, very first events we ever attended. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. But so we did have the internet back then. Yeah, it was slow. It was very. Or it was a you little had different. to pay for it. So yes, those little America Online disc. Yeah, I remember that. Um, or the Juno email disc. So to go back, to, yeah, <laughs> wow, Juno, uh, which we know Penny Girl still uses. Right. Um, and as a matter of fact, AOL is still around. But was, oh. So I was talking with somebody from, and this is going to be very regional, so I'll go through this very quickly because it's just only going to impact you and me. Okay. Somebody gave me their email address. Their email address was blah, blah, blah at infinite.com. No shit. Yeah. That's old. That is really old. I had an infinite address a long time ago. Back but in you Newark, know, many, 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 yeah. many years ago. And, but it's because of that slow-moving internet that we moved to Ohio. It is. You're right. Because you found a girl. The prodigy. Yes. You yeah. found a girl, and me and the ex-husband brought you out here to meet her. This is probably the boringest show for our <laughs> listeners ever, because it's turned into nostalgia for oh, us. So here's cool. another kink question. That was 92. This is not really a kink question, but it's an okay. area where you and I have had conversations before. Okay. And I'm curious now if your oh, perspective is any different. Okay. When you and I first got started about 15 years ago, the idea of the TNG group was barely known, and it was just barely getting started, the next generation yeah. groups. There was, locally, there was uh, nothing. There was one getting, just getting started. There was, there was, uh, it was not the national thing that it is now. Uh, back then, you and I had already aged out of the TNG groups before there were TNG groups, although there's certainly there's barely, exceptions. Barely, because when you and I got together, I was 32 and you were 34. Okay. And I think the cutoff is 35, but it, it was a few years, you're right, you're right, before we actually heard of them. So, yeah, yeah we had aged out. So, um, back then, we used to be fairly anti-TNG group, and not anti, That's... not, and it's tricky not to say we're anti-TNG group, but the idea that... Um, Somebody who's 38 or 40 or 42, are they that different from somebody who's 30? Right. And can the experience of somebody who's 40 be valuable to somebody who's 29? Well, and our experience was what was available was Moral had just started, but the main group that was in Columbus, because other other groups had already imploded, the main group that was still solid and still around was NLA, Mm -hmm. National Leather Association. And a lot of the people that were in that group were much older than us, mm-hmm. right? They were from they were from the leather the leather world. They were older than us, and you know, but we never felt. I never felt like it wasn't where I belonged. Yeah. Right. And we actually learned a lot of our leather and a lot of our protocol and a lot of our everything. Just from osmosis, just from being around these mm-hmm. people and watching how they lived. And, and we were brought up with the idea that there was value in mentorship. There was yes. value in elders passing yep. on knowledge. That that was kind of like the way it was, that, that was their job. Right. So we were brought up, to, so it seemed to us at that time that the TNG groups were kind of anti that. That they were not anti that. It's not that we were, our perception was there's was great importance in passing on experience and mentorship. And the TNG groups prevented that kind of thing from happening. Right. It felt like it was separation. Yes. And by separating, you were um, removing people from an environment where you would learn just sure. from watching. Now, now that you're 50-ish, now, or 40, upper 40s. 48, 48, 48. Haven't hit 50 yet. Looking, do you still feel the same way? I still feel that there is a lot of benefit for everybody being mingled together. We can learn from the younger generation. The younger generation can learn from us. I still totally believe that. But we also have kids that are in our 20s, that are in their 20s mm-hmm. now. And one has expressed interest in the community. And the only place he's going to be able to do that without being, I was going to say, without being stuck up our ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> is to use the TNG group because we can't get there. Right. Well, unless you want to date someone that's in that <laughs> age range. Yeah. So, so, there, so there is a benefit at this point. Gosh, yes and no. Because I'm like, all right, so now he's going to be in with all of these other 20 and 30-year-olds. and But I want him to learn from the people that have been in for years, mm-hmm. you know, even though some of, I know, some of the TNGers have been in for years, you know, because you can get in at 18 now. And um, so, you know, a 24-year-old could have been in for six years. But we've got some elders, and it almost feels like there's a fear to be around the elders and mm-hmm. to learn from the elders. Yep. So, so th- there is a benefit. I mean, obviously there's a benefit to having TNG, or it wouldn't still be so popular. Right, but I just wish there was more cross-cultural things going on. But there are many other. See, if you only go to TNG groups, right? But maybe you don't only go to those. Maybe you go to those, and but you also go to the general AIS groups. And so now let's take that a little bit further. And I haven't talked about how I feel about this. What about groups like uh, the Next Generation? Which you haven't had a chance to interact with a lot yet. No, but I've interacted with the people from from this generation. And um, again, I can see... Well, and then there's the... What is it? The Old Farts up in Cleveland? Cobra. So they call themselves the Old Farts sometimes. You know, where you have to be 65 or older, I think it is. Or 55 or older. And, you know, and I kind of get why people want their own thing. It's kind of like the girls want to do their own thing or the guys Mm -hmm. want to do their own things. And, you know, maybe there's some benefit to be in your own age group. Um, Since I usually just play with people of my own age group, it would probably be kind of neat to go to a This Generation party. But... um, yeah, I don't know. I still see so much benefit in the in- intermingling. Part of my problems with the, the TNG groups, that uh, my perspective at least, is that it's the 32, 33, 34-year-old guy starting this group right? so that he wouldn't have to compete with more mature guys or other guys or, you know, or uh, so that, it, you know, that's one aspect of it that I found. And we, and have, then, seen, we have seen that. Yeah, absolutely. And then find out that, oh, you know what, I'm aging out, so now it's an 18 to 37 group, and I get to still be in charge. Right. And now I'm going to put a new rule in that I don't care how old you are, as long as you're dating somebody within that range, you get to attend. So so all those were thoughts. Mm -hmm. Here's my perspective, and and you'll grow to this perspective as you reach my fine years. (laughs) Uh, As far as this next generation type groups go, I don't care. I just don't care anymore. All, and this is one of my perspectives. of, And I don't mean that in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I've found that as I've grown older is I care less about people creating their own little empires and that I'm right or wrong about it. And more so that I'm right about it. That it's not the right way to do things. Like if I was – if somebody asked me, Dan, I want to get involved in lifestyle and I'm 26 and I want to be – find people to play with that are my age – I would say, well, you know, TNG groups, I'd probably fit the bill. If they said, well, actually, and and I want to be a master, you know, the same way that you define master. I'd say, oh, okay, well, then you should probably attend groups with a larger variety of human beings so you get a better perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know that the 26-year-olds are going to be great master peers for you. They might be. I don't know any... I probably do know some 26-year-old masters that I respect, and I just can't think of it at the top of my head. Right. But um, overall, in general, you know, I don't care in general. If somebody wants to go start a T&G group, go for it. If you want to start a uh, black cocks bigger than 10 inches only, good. Go start that group. If you want to start a group that says um, – and, and all I want you to do is have that right to go run that group in – Fuck it, go do it. You know, right. the world is not that is not going to be changed that much by your perspective that this is the one true way to do things. Things are going to come and go. Nothing is permanent. It's so is that your flow. is that your fifty year old attitude coming in or your Buddhist attitude? Coming I think it's in? a little. I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> both to be honest, yeah. I think both have perspectives there, but I'm just not so stuck on things anymore. It's yeah. all a big. 
I don't want to say it's a joke, but it's all this big play that at the end of the row, we're all going to be pushing up warm, warm food, whatever you call it, right? Yeah. And if that's what makes you happy, great. Um, and I don't think, see, the big difference is I don't think TNG groups harm people. I used to think that it was could be harmful. Right, right. And now I think that people are a little more resilient. It's not particularly harmful, especially as the internet becomes more and more of a deal. It's easier and easier to not get yourself stuck in a cult sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I see same thing with uh, people arguing on the internet. Right. I don't care. Don't care. It's just. It's just. Why bother? But unfortunately, now some of this is translated into other things as well, and that's okay so far. So we'll see. Maybe I don't know if that's a because, like you said earlier in the show, my life is really good and really mm-hmm. full. And if that's and it, I don't have to be right all the time. Right. I just have to be happy, and I'm doing what makes me happy. That's my responsibility. There you go. So apparently, X stands for philosophical <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I will say that the, this generation. Uh, I interacted with one this generation party. Mm-hmm. It was kind of nice to be around people who all talk the same shit. Right. Right. You know, it was like if somebody brought up David Bowie, we all nod our heads, go, yep, David Bowie, yep, yep, yep. yep. You know, and if somebody put on um, some kind of newfangled, <laughs> sounds so old, Dan. <laughs> you know, some new um, pop. You can't thing. even think of a pop name, can yeah, you? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, everybody like, yeah, okay, whatever. Can we just go back to not having to do right. that? Um, It'd be nice. It's it's not bad. Uh, but again, you know, now the guy, I got to look at myself and say, well, gee, maybe that's what the TNG groups are doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is some value in, in, and there is some value in being around people that dig what you dig and understand right. what you understand. Right. Um, and if that's what makes you feel comfortable, then why not? Yeah. You know? So... I would easily send both of my sons there. Oh hell yeah! Well, so I don't they go, feel comfortable. I don't see me naked. <laughs> no. Hell, I don't want to see them. I don't want them to see me flogging their mommy. Oh, that's <laughs> oh no 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 no. I'm sure that they don't want to see that either. So that is the letter X, the next generation. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the generation X. We're kind of mailing it in for X. <laughs> I do want to point out that you're probably. Young enough to still need a good caning. Please. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by KJ Canes, home of the original designer, glow-in-the-dark and light-up canes. It's where pleasure and art come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. Try and prove me wrong. (laughs) And it's more than canes. Check out the brand new KJCanes.com for a great selection of hand-poured, low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with discount code... Dan and Dawn 15, go to kjcanes.com. Now, oh, listeners, um, side notes, oh, listeners, KJ Canes has been our sponsor for a while now, and they're up for renegotiation in two more episodes. If you've been thinking about going shopping, maybe you got some Christmas shopping to do, head the fuck over to kjcanes.com. Use your discount code, Dan and Dawn 15. That's going to benefit us when we reach out to them and say, hey, why don't you guys sponsor the podcast for a little bit longer? And they'll say, well, look at all these fuckers that bought stuff from us. Nice. That's awesome. Yes, that is awesome. Beats the shit out of us having to beg donations off our listeners. But we could do that, too. Exactly. Did you know we have a couple of new subscribers? I did not. You didn't. Tell me who. We have Jay Hansen from Utah. And Miss Scarlett from the Buckeye Nation. I didn't know she was a local. Me neither. You know, we have barely had to pitch uh, Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit. Miss Scarlett will be presenting for us at the Polyamory Summit. Right. And, uh, and yeah, we've barely pitched for it. It's a month away. And this is normally where we start the heavy rotation of pitching because we need right. people to buy those last couple of tickets. No, they're gone. Yeah, don't feel... I mean, you can head over there and mm-hmm. there uh, we had some cancellations. So currently, there are a couple of tickets available. You can head over there right now and get those. Go to the best, fastest selling out, biggest polyamory event in the Midwest. But um, 
at beyondthelove.org. Yeah. So, yep. So there are. Check out all the stuff going on. The new, the premiere of a French docu-comedy about polyamory and lots more. But again, you know, it's, it's fucker <laughs> sold out at this point. There's nothing to pitch. So nothing to pitch. That is so weird. So, um, but I would like to pitch. <laughs> what? I'm reading this tentacle link. What the fuck? <laughs> so um, I would like to pitch the tentacle links. So I did get one from Magic Fingers off FetLife. And it's a girl bent over. They've got an inflatable dildo in her pussy, an inflatable butt plug in her, Mm -hmm. right? And then on her butt, they have just set down a stuffed octopus. And he's pumping the... Right, right. They've put the little pumps in, in, like, in his little hands, I guess, his (laughs) tentacles. And it's, it's, so, you know, Magic Finger sent it to me and said, so does this count? And I'm like, well, kind of. There's tentacles in it. Yeah, hell yeah, it counts. Yeah, he's like, yeah, kind of. So, but uh, I feel like I just got another link. You did get another link in the mail today, right before showtime, as a matter of fact. It's a really interesting hair octopus. Yeah? Have you not seen the link yet? No, and All it's right. gone out of my email. Well, we'll have to save it till next episode then. Okay. It is a uh, it is really a neat little thing from Laughing Squid. All right, I will have to take a look. So, what else do we have? So, oh, wait, there it is. Okay, I'm going to have to click it. Okay. It'll Other take than that, a little bit. We're in the basement. Uh, I think that's it for uh, today. We've got some other things we'll talk about oh, next week. Oh, cute. Cool. Are you going to go ahead and talk about it now then? Yeah, yeah, so I will. Sorry. So who sent this? This is from, uh, I'm just going to say Jay-Z, so there's not a name on here. And then, yeah, it's a hair piece. So it's it's a, huh, it's made from ringlet curls. So it's an octopus, and then the tentacles are ringlet curls, and it's like an orangey yellow, and it's got the eyeballs. It's really cute. That'd be awesome in a um, steampunk outfit. So cute, Absolutely. Cute, cute. I will tell you something completely unrelated to uh, the podcast. As you know, that one of the things I do as a on a personal level, I'm a novice monk in the order of pragmatic Buddhist. And today at Sangha, which mm-hmm. is where monks or where Buddhists go to practice, uh, you know, the first thing we do is we sit for 20 minutes and meditate. Right. I've been there. Did you know today was the day of the Columbus Marathon? You texted me that, so I kind of had that idea in the back of my head. I kind of knew it was going on, but it wasn't okay. in the forefront. So the, the, only, the interesting part about that is across the street from Sangha is uh, NRBA. Okay. I don't know what NRBA stands for. It is a rap group. <laughs> that had set up across the street from our sangha. As nice. we're saying, they're meditating. They were they were uh, rapping and nice. Uh, so did the marathon? Was it on High Street? Yeah, yeah, it ran right really? by us. Really, mile fourteen was right by us. Nice. That'd be awesome. I love to watch them. I, you know what? I've walked a half marathon. I've run a couple of five Ks now, and I'm going to run a four miler on Thanksgiving. I have no interest whatsoever in walking or running a 26 mile marathon. It, it, it is pretty crazy to see the people. But they had 13,000 people, I think is how many they said that they had at the marathon So this year. I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so there's 13,000 people running 26 miles or attempting to. It's like the oh microphone isn't even in front of us anymore. We're just, just rabbit jibber-jabbing <laughs> about our lives. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Anything else that is a requirement for us to talk about? I don't think so. No, no. I did um, start packing up the room today. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we'll talk about that uh, yeah. next episode because people might want to go. If you've uh, yeah. been a member of the room, your last chance to go is coming up. It is. <laughs> Bye, Don. Bye, Dan.
Support the Erotic Awakening podcast and buy yourself something. Visit the EA homepage and scroll down to the very bottom and you'll find a banner for the stock room. The Stock Room is your one-stop shop for all BDSM kink and naughty products. And with every purchase, you help us keep the Erotic Awakening podcast on the air. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.